This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about micro habits that can create financial success. A micro habit itself is a daily habit that can lay the foundation for both short and long-term success. And these things can come from the financial side. They can be health. They can be happiness. So health, wealth, and happiness is kind of what we think about when we think about micro habits. So tiny daily habits can stack up and make a big difference. And, and what we want to talk about today is the financial micro habits that can really make a difference over the long term for you. With me today, I have certified financial planner, Kelsey Banky. And Kelsey, what's the first micro habit that you think can create long-term success for people? Well, spending money is one of the biggest um, ways to improve somebody's financial situation. So buying quality instead of quantity um, would be one that I would want to talk about. Yeah, I think that's huge because instead of having more and more and more, if we have better, then I think over time we actually spend less. So the micro habit of buying quality instead of quantity really comes down to paring down your possessions and you'll enjoy them more. And that comes along with just buying less stuff, but choosing to buy your higher quality items. Yeah. I I look at my closet and I started thinking this way several years ago, Um, but it takes time to build up the quality things in, in, in a wardrobe specifically. Mm-hmm. I look and I go, okay, I wear these same exact things all the time. <laughs> why is that? And why don't I wear these other things? Well, when you start, um, you know, shopping and looking at things from a, am I actually going to wear this? Is there anything that bugs me? Is there anything that's not quite right? Well, guess what? When you actually get it home and you go to wear it, you might wear it once, but then in the future you go, Oh, it's not quite right. I don't really want to wear that don't buy it in the first place. So really challenging and it may make you seem like you're being really picky in the store, but something you bought and then didn't use enough is money wasted. Right. It's it's not money spent. Well, I have a rule for myself that if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. (laughs) So if I try it on and I'm like, heck yes, this is awesome. Then it's just a no, like it really needs to be fabulous. And it's so easy to fall into the trap of buying lots and lots of different things because they're on sale or because you're getting a good bargain. But really, that's not the fundamental micro habit that does create financial success. So one thing that you can subscribe to is if you're trying to build this micro habit is to do a one in, one out rule. So if you buy something, you have to get rid of something in that kind of area. So let's say that you buy a new pair of running shoes, you need to get rid of an old pair of running shoes. If you're going to buy a new dress, you need to be willing to take a dress out of your closet um, so that you are only having the heck yeses in there and you're slowly getting rid of the things that aren't the most fabulous that are there. And if you're really wanting to kind of Marie Kondo your your possessions, you could do a two-for-one deal. You could say, every time I bring one thing in, I'm going to get rid of two things. And that's going to help you slowly cut down and stop the accumulation cycle. And if you're paying attention to buying quality instead of quantity, this is really going to make a big difference for you long-term. Absolutely. Okay, the next thing... that's a good micro habit is to set a spending waiting period. 
And what this means is, in addition to the buying less that we already talked about, creating a rule that you have to wait a minimum of 24 hours before buying anything over a certain dollar amount is a great micro habit to build that is going to give you enough buffer emotionally so that you stop making impulse purchases that are larger in it. <laughs> Especially in a world of online shopping. Man, right? It's real easy to click, click, buy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. So if you set your spending limit, like if it's more than $50 or if it's more than $100, you're going to sleep on it for 24 hours, then it's going to give you a more clear mind to make that discretionary buying decision within. And often you're going to have a change of heart and realize you didn't really need or want that anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you are working through this spending waiting period, you know, the, the, um, Things that are going to push you emotionally in the other direction are, oh, the sale ends at midnight. (laughs) And the reality is that most of the time they're going to have another sale three days later that's maybe even a better price. (laughs) So don't fall for it. Yeah, well, and and I always look at things as they're still making money on that sale. So this is the sale is not really for my benefit. It's for the company or the store's benefit. So spend wisely so that you can um, set yourself up for financial success. Yeah. So if you're stopping in some type of brick and mortar store and you find something you want that's over that price limit you've set for yourself, it's easy to just take a picture of the item and of the price. And then you can revisit that the next day and decide, is that exactly what I want to do? It's just kind of a good visual cue so that you remember what it is exactly that you were wanting. So those are some things that you can do that are micro habits that help you with the spending side of the occasion equation. Okay, so now let's talk about the saving side of the equation. So automating your savings is a micro habit that can reap large rewards over time. So automatic pilot for your savings and your investments is the idea that if you don't see the money come into your bank account, you aren't going to spend it. And so you're much more likely to continue to save and maybe even increase those savings because you're just not used to the spending of it right now, right? Yeah. I like automated savings for lots of things. So retirement, obviously, um, that's what I'm looking at on a daily basis for people. But I also like automated savings for things that you know are coming. So Mm -hmm. I automatically, every paycheck, have a certain amount that comes out and goes into an account for Christmas. Mm -hmm. We all know it's coming. Yep. (laughs) We all know approximately (laughs) what we normally spend every year, you know, so why not plan for it all year long? And then it's not as big of a burden when the the time hits. Same thing, you have vacations that are planned or you plan, you know, you take certain types of vacations every year, whatever it may be, automate it a little bit coming out right right after you get paid every time. And then it just makes it so much easier um, when you get to that uh, time because you've got the money saved to pay for the things that you need for that to be enjoyable instead of having the stress of putting those kind of things onto some kind of debt. Right. So the micro habit of automating your savings starts with creating the accounts and then setting the savings automation infrastructure up. So whatever you need to do to automate that, whether it's a few dollars here or there, whether you're pairing up on like an app that says, if I spend money here, I'm saving money here at the same time, or I'm going to round up to the next dollar or two dollars and throw those roundings into a savings account, things like that. But whatever infrastructure you need to set up, that's step one to help 
move those finances into a positive direction. Okay, along with the savings, I guess I consider it to be savings to have the micro habit of saying no (laughs) more often. (laughs) So saying no to uh, something that you maybe want but don't need. Saying no to invitations to things where you're going to spend more money than you want to spend, especially if they don't align with your goals as just a human being. Like if you're going to spend time and money doing something, have it be something you really want to do and aligns with the core values that you hold. Yeah, this is uh, this can be a tough one um, because people don't like to say no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but. But if you think about all the things, like just saying no one more time a day than what you normally would. So like walking through the grocery store and you see a a deal or you see something that looks really good and maybe saying no, then that saves you whatever you would have spent on that. Or, you know, I have a kiddo and every store we go to, he wants something. I've gotten pretty good at saying no when it comes to that kind of thing, (laughs) but it's like not you don't need to splurge every single day. You don't need to splurge um, every single store, every, you know, single experience necessarily. Pick and choose, be choosy and make sure those things are things you're really going to enjoy or get value out of. And if it's not, say no, you know, save yourself. And you won't even remember tomorrow that you said no to it probably. I think it's true that the people that you surround yourself and the things that you put into your mind have a major influence over what's happening in your life. So like you've heard that old axiom of garbage in, garbage out. If you're surrounding yourself with garbage, then your life can become garbage, right? It's it's easy to have that happen. So saying yes to the things that are going to create success for you, like good spending patterns are important. Saying yes to experiences that you're willing to spend money on that build up the positive side of your life versus any kind of negative side of your life, they all help to create the positive behavior and the positive outcome that you want in your life. So that's why saying no can be a very powerful micro habit for success in the financial side of things. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about micro habits that can create and contribute to your financial success. So we've talked about things like buying quality instead of quantity, setting a spending waiting period, automating your savings, and saying no more often to things that are wants, not needs. The next thing I want to talk about is a little bit of a softer side of things, and that is getting to bed 30 minutes earlier. Now, I realize that that seems like a funny thing to say it's a micro habit that lends to financial success, but the reality is that sleep is like the key to everything. (laughs) And the more sleep you get, the better sleep you get, the stronger decisions that you make. And those decisions frequently are going to equate to stronger financial decisions. Your health lays the foundation for what you can achieve with your money. And that's why that's on our list. It sure does. And in addition to that, it's how you feel. Like how many, how much stuff do do people buy or how much money do they spend Mm -hmm. on trying to help themselves feel better or feel less tired. I am totally a caffeine addict. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not saying other people and not me. I'm definitely guilty of this, but, um, 
every little bit that you can do to make yourself feel better and, and sleep is definitely a big piece of that. Not only do you make those better decisions, but you spend less on other things mm-hmm. to help fill that gap of a lack of a healthy habit that really who doesn't want to sleep 30 minutes more, right? <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next micro habit that can contribute to financial success is reading even one page of a book a day. Now, a lot of people say, I don't read books at all. Like, I've never read a book since high school. And uh, if you can get into the habit of even reading one book a day, then you are going to boost your habits. So if, I mean, research suggests that creating the micro habit to read one book a day, although it seems like a ridiculously tiny goal, it's likely that you'll read several. (laughs) So you get started on one, you might read more. But if you can get into this, you can learn some things that are going to help you become more savvy about your finances. So a couple of great books that you might think about trying this with would be The Millionaire Next Door, The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy by Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko. Or Money Girls, Smart Moves to Grow Rich by Laura Adams. And if you really want something that's going to help you out, there is this great book that's called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger by none other than yours truly (laughs) that's going to help you with your retirement planning. So reading one page of a book that's helping you with financial savvy is an excellent micro habit to build. Yeah, you'd be amazed how just a little bit every day adds up. So I, I recently started trying to read just 15 minutes a day. So not one page, but just 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day. And and I don't hit that every day, but if I even hit that five days of the week, it's impressive how much more reading I get done and, and cumulatively over an entire year. I'm so I started this mid year, but my goal is next year, I'm going to do it and stack up the books that I've read in that amount of time um, to just measure that progress of what just a little bit of time every single day did for a, a much bigger goal. Right. And that leads us right into our next micro habit of listening to 15 minutes of the right type of audio content today can be a major contributor to financial success. So there are loads of financial podcasts out there. There are loads of radio shows out there. If you're listening to this, obviously you've tapped into something that is of interest to you. But it doesn't matter what it is, if there's something that's going to help you create more financial knowledge, more financial savvy, or even just to stay motivated and inspired to stay on a strong financial track, then that is going to be nothing but good for you. So the micro habit of embedding 15 minutes of strong audio content into your day is just another way to bring that into your life. Now, for some people, what they're doing is they're listening to that on their commute, so on the way to or home from work. Um, Studies show that you absorb more with an open mind in the morning than you do in the evening when you're tired from a long day at work. So if you can embed your 15-minute audio habit into your morning commute, that is an ideal place to do that. I love, love, love podcasts and radio. Um, in fact, with my, the amount of time that I commute per day, um, I can get in at least two podcasts a day, um, listening to things like that or doing it during that time. But 
the other cool thing is that this is not something where you have to devote and give it all of your attention. So while you're folding clothes mm-hmm. or while you're preparing supper or while you're getting ready in the morning, I mean, just think of all the times where you're, you're doing something, um, that, that you kind of are on autopilot a little bit with, you don't need to give it your full attention and really focus having some audio on in the background. Um, it's amazing what you can learn in, in just a short amount of time or what topics you can stay on top of, um, by listening. And there's so many, I mean, with the, evolution of technology. It's just, there's unlimited options out there. <laughs> um, and, and if you don't like one, try another one. Cause there's all different styles out there too, that, that you, you know, just same thing with radio shows. If you don't like one kind of radio show, there's going to be another one that you can listen to and, um, might resonate more with you and help you learn more. Well, and here's, what's really cool. Um, so this is a, a concept that I just became aware of here in the last year. And it's something that's called habit stacking. So habit stacking means taking something that you already habitually do and embedding something new inside of that habit somehow that's something that you're aspiring to do. So for instance, your habit is you're already driving to work for in the morning. The habit stack is then right when you get into the car, turn on the podcast. So it's embedding the new habit of listening to a podcast into your existing habit of, um, you know, driving to work. And, and habit stacking can work in a variety of ways. Like I um, used to come home and I would eat dinner on the couch while I was watching Netflix. Bad habit for a lot of reasons. Overeating, over, you know, binge watching Netflixing. I mean, it was, a, it was great if I wanted to get into a show, but it just wasn't a healthy habit that I wanted. So to break that habit, I habit stacked setting the table in the morning while I was brewing my morning coffee. Every day I got up and brewed my coffee and then I didn't really have anything specific I was doing while I was waiting for my cup to brew. But now I set the table and then when I come home at night, the table's all set and it's a visual cue that, oh yeah, I eat at the table, now I don't eat at the couch. So that's what habit stacking is, is stacking a habit of something new that you want to do inside of something that you're already habitually doing that's easy for you. So any of these micro habits that we've talked about can be easily embedded in your life if you're willing to try the habit stacking approach. And those two examples that I gave you are just kind of show you how it's easy to build these things in. If you try to say, I'm going to start doing 10 things a day, it might not be so easy. But if you stack in one habit at a time, they just become an embedded part of what you do. And it becomes really easy then to let them contribute to your financial success. Now, another strong micro habit that can contribute to financial success is actually opening your statements when they come in the mail. (laughs) And I know that lots of listeners out there are probably kind of smiling and laughing because many people don't. They just throw them in a drawer or throw them out. They don't even look at them. Right. (laughs) And what's mean with that, what's happening with that is it's kind of that you're just not being mindful with your money. Right. So it doesn't mean you have to do anything with it, but just mindfulness about money is a strong part of financial success. And even just the act of opening your statements and either filing them or putting them in, you know, your binder or whatever you do to organize your paperwork, that habit alone just creates mindfulness about money, which is why it's a strong micro habit to build. Yeah. Along with that is, you know, setting some kind of automated reminder to 
pay a little bit of attention. So, um, you know, nowadays, and this is a little bit the way that I run my household, but I, I save first. I do all my savings like we talked about first. And then after that, I know what I can spend and I don't really pay attention to everything that I'm necessarily spending, especially with two people spending in our household. But I do um, have calendar reminders set up to go back and actually look over spending. And I'm not looking for you know, lots of stuff. I'm not trying to calculate a lot of things, but you'd be amazed when you look through, you go, oh, I forgot I had that subscription. And you know what? I have it. <laughs> Watched that, read that subscription <laughs> for everything nowadays. Yep. Um, but it's easy to sign up for something and say, okay, I'm going to cancel it after the six month free trial period. You know, um, it's, it's doing those little bit of, um, doing that little bit of work to recognize. And, and again, a penny not spent is a penny saved and a penny earned basically. Um, so even though that subscription to that website or whatever that you really enjoyed five years ago was only $3 a month, it's still $3 a month that adds up quite quickly. Along with that, then I also have a, a calendar reminder to check my credit score mm-hmm. and credit report at a certain time, a couple of times a year. And that's not necessarily because I expect to see a lot of movement one way or another, but if I do see a lot of movement in the wrong direction, that's a cue that something else might be going on. So um, identity theft and credit you know, um, people stealing your credit and things like that can be identified by just simply checking a number (laughs) or report every couple of months. And then nowadays that is with the internet and with different services is way easier than it, than it used to be. So that can save you a lot of money and headache in the long run. Yeah. Along with your first point, Kelsey, I have a micro habit I've developed of anytime my grandson comes to visit after he goes, I check my, um, Prime account because I find that he subscribes to things <laughs> while he's there it's that so I didn't know about. I know, push, push, push. I'm subscribed to deliveries of things, and it's like, oh man, I have three months worth of dog food stashed up. You know, I'm going to pause yep. my delivery for a little bit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Automation is great, but it needs to be managed a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope that listening to this has helped you spot some new micro habits that you can create that will contribute to your own financial success in the future. And we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.